the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A definite change, and one of them is uh, is economically. Uh, in another year from now, you are going to be remarkably surprised at how things will cost. You will be more, remarkably surprised at how few things will be on the shelf. And they already told you this from the 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 larger United Nations meetings and and from some of the national meetings, your president told you that this was happening because he was told that this is the way to do it. So all the countries that are buying into the lockstep agenda of moving towards a new world order and a reset are all implementing these policies that are leading to chaos and disorder. And therefore, loss and diminishing. That's where you and I are. Loss and diminishing is taking place because we have chosen chaos rather than order. We have chosen darkness rather than light. We have chosen the enemy of righteousness rather than the living God. And the nation that forgets God will be turned in many times. This is where we are headed. And even though it's happening slowly, it's still happening. So people are proverbially on the deck of the Titanic, eating dinner and listening to the musicians as the ship gradually tilts because it's being filled with water. And no one wants to say anything because when you don't know what to do about it, the best thing to do is to just go into what is called denial or unreal, unreal reality. And this is what a lot of people do. And on top of that evil that's going on, guess what else is going on? Our leaders, our government are making policies to take your kids away from you and turn them into transhumans via the process of transgenderism as we speak. And your your schools are largely nothing but propaganda institutes as we speak. That's middle school, high school and colleges. And it's going to get worse. Now, the only person that can stop this is us. And that means you're going to have to get involved. You're going to have to do something, fight or flight. But fright is not going to help. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and things will be better automatically. It's not happening. I, I want you to visualize the fact that you're dealing with a coup taking place in your government. It's a psychological coup. It's a it's a sociological political coup. The people that call themselves Democrats are not Democrats. And many that are calling themselves Republicans are not Republicans. They're globalists. They hate nationality. That's why they hate Trump. The ideology of Donald Trump is America first. You and I are in some real trouble. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Four lines open. All the lines open. one 367 And yes, The Antichrist system is about to emerge with another aspect of this pseudo-religious dogma that's being heaped upon us. I'll talk to you about that when we come back from the break. Be right back. 
And now, back to Lifeline. Indeed, we have the time of 621. We have one half hour to go. A couple of breaks between then and now. But if you want to chat with yours truly, Jesse Gistan, PJ, they call me in our circles. Give me a call, one 367 if you want to add to the conversation or the topic. Before we go to the phone lines, I want to broaden our perspective, our purview, um, much more globally. I'm, I'm looking right now at uh, the African nation. And watching the moves that it's making in the Congos and uh, Uganda and Kenya uh, and Tanzania and, and a few other of the uh, 50 plus nations that make up Africa and their decisive and critically uh, challenging move to uh, break away from American hegemony, uh, hegemony and American uh, influence in Africa the way that America and France and, and Europe has been able to, through NATO, plop down its own military uh, stratagems and, uh, uh, and presence in that country uh, to the advantage of, again, NATO and uh, the West. And apparently, uh, these African countries have, been, uh, have, have, have not been the better for it at length. And now they are moving away from America and moving towards China and are developing their own currency, China, Africa, and Russia. Now, for those of you who may be deeply involved in the geopolitical ideology that underpins what's going on in the East, a lot of it is definitely Marxist. There's no doubt about it. But here's what I would say to you and me, uh, that there are many people in the West here in America that's completely happy about what's taking place in the divide between the West and the East because they really want a nuclear war. Uh, this is your military industrial complex that you were warned about by Eisenhower, John F. Kennedy, and many people that love our country telling you we've got these we've got these institutions that they're all for war. Ukraine is not about Ukraine and it's not about America. Uh, even though our politicians love to pull your coattails and coat strings, your emotional coat strings and get you to buy into the dialectic, the left right narrative. Putin bad, Ukraine good. Well, when you dig deeper down into that whole analysis, you come to discover that there's that, too, is nothing but a big, uh, big part of a larger conglomerate of a money making scheme for the elite, for the wealthy, for the prominent, for the politicians. Both the politicians in the Republican Party and the Democratic Party has had their hands inside of the uh, Ukraine for many, many years. And not only are they involved in uh, in uh, racketeering, involved in uh, corrupt money making schemes, businesses uh, here and there, NGOs, but they're also involved in the um, bioweapons uh, uh, lab uh, proliferation around the world as well. The 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 weaponized bio lab proliferation around the world. Uh, and, uh, and, and and that's one of the reasons why your major media outlets are going to control what you hear about what's going on in uh, Ukraine so that you don't get the facts. Uh, because your job is to simply uh, do whatever the government says via the neo-pravda uh, legacy media in our country. 
So unless you do the hard work on your own to really find out what's going on in relationship to our larger global agenda, you and I are going to look up and we're going to hear very unsettling news. If the transition that's taking place in Africa with China and uh, Russia uh, solidifies with other uh, nations moving in to become a part of it, and there is a substantial breach in the relationship between America, let's say France and Europe, in Africa, because about 20 or 24 of the nation states in Africa are in relationships with uh, with uh, with the West and with NATO, Um the sad reality is, is that there could be escalating wars in our motherland, Africa, which will impact everybody on the planet as well. I'm simply sharing that with you because what you also need to know, my dear American brothers and sisters, is that what goes on around the world impacts us here as well. And uh, you are already told by your beloved president that we're going to go through some real winters, some real hard times economically, but uh, he and his family won't actually be going through it because the wealthy people that sit on top of the banking industry and that make policy always secure themselves in the midst of difficulties to be able to maintain their lavish lifestyle, even though you and I are called upon to eat vegetables and synthetic meats that are are in a technology ridden that's filled with all kinds of uh, potential toxins, potential mechanisms that will actually diminish your health and put you into a controlled dependence upon the world World Health Organization uh, taking care of you. And that is really going to be the system that they want to implement to really control us. It is going to be the um, again the global health system for total uh, health governance. That's the kind of euphemistic terminology they use. The global health system for global health governance for everyone on the planet. You will have all of your information uh, posited in one system where we can know where you are, what you're up to, know your vitals, uh, remind you of, of updates, remind you of visitation, remind you of appointments, and then, and then be able to actually affect your vitals from here because of implemented technology under your skin or in your blood system. This will be a brave new world where you will own nothing and you'll be happy about it. This is a system that they're already trying to implement now. And silly people like your far left countries um, are already buying into it. Sweden and other places like this are already engaging in this biotechnology that is hybriding uh, synthetics with uh, human organic reality to try to uh, transcend, if you will, uh, the uh, organic binary distinctions between male and female as God created us. This is the new world order, and they're going to try to force that upon you and me. Uh, no doubt about it. And they're starting with our children. Um, so yeah, this is this is this is where we are. I have two lines left open: one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Luis is online. One Audi is online too. I'm going to talk to you a little bit longer, and then we're going to go to a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have more conversation. But my heart goes out to the African people because I'm listening to several of the eloquent uh, statesmen and uh, former 
politicians who have thrown their hat back into the fray to become part of the transition of Africa from dependence upon the dollar uh, to um, a new uh, economic system with Russia and China. And when you listen to their analysis, their critique of the West, in many ways, they are dead on. I'm saying to myself, the African people understand our wickedness better than we do. They see through the scam in American politics better than Americans do. They understand the false promises that we make better than we do. They also they also are offended by American politicians thinking that they can go over to Africa, i.e. Kamala Harris, and tell them that unless you buy into our woke ideology of uh, of, of perverting our children and asserting that the children can des- designate their own gender uh, almost as soon as they are born, and unless you comply with, confirm, and affirm their uh, uh, their their gender, uh, we will withhold finances. From you, we will withhold monies from you. That's what Kamala said uh, to Kenya, and what she said to uh, Uganda, and they, and they told her, "You can go on back to America with all that. We do not buy your corrupt morals. You will not tell us what to do." I mean, she had to leave with her tail between her legs because she was under a fool's errand of asserting that she could take this 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 godless woke doctrine and force it down people's throats because we have been used to strong army people because of our thuggish uh, geopolitical strategies historically. But here we are now with nations saying no to America. The only thing we need to do now is say no to America as we know it. And uh, and then begin to work towards restoring the America that we believe is worthy of being a model and exemplar for the world, a- an America that believes in a solid, uh, empirical based, evidence based, scientific, Bible based, God fearing, moral, ethical framework of existence that honors men and honors women and honors children at the organic level at the organic, natural, biological level and honors territory and honors hard work and honors land and honors property instead of thinking it can take it from us and then just turn us into a system of slaves. That's the battle that we're fighting, ladies and gentlemen, whether you know it or not. It'll be upon you in a few minutes and then we'll all have to try to make our way. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is one 367 5329 I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'll take your phone calls on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. Two lines open if you want to ch- chime in on our conversation. one 367 one By the way, the weather is great. And in two weeks from last Saturday, this will be August 19th, Grace Bible Church will be having its annual barbecue fellowship. It's annual barbecue barbecue fellowship at Heather Farms Park in Walnut Creek. We start gathering around 10 a.m., setting up tents and setting up chairs and tables and preparing for a massive banquet of food. And then uh, we start organizing for games and play and conversation and just a great time. Um, Every time we have it, uh, and I think we've done it for almost 20 years with the exception of COVID, um, 
Uh, it's just been uh, spectacular because the weather is great and uh, Heather Farm Park is just a nice environment to, to chill, eat, get to meet people, know people. So I'm calling on all of the good folks that know us at Grayson Hayward to join us on the 19th, August 19th. You can show up about 11 o'clock after all of the heavy lifting is done uh, and, uh, and, and bring maybe a, a lawn, lawn chair or something for yourself. Uh, you and your, your your friends, whoever you want to bring out and uh, just enjoy great conversation, good music. My band will be out. We'll just throw out a few oldies for you and uh, just keep the rhythm going and uh, let the kids just spread out right before school and have a great time. Grace Bible Church's annual barbecue fellowship in um uh, this will be in uh, Walnut Creek at Heather Farms Park on August 19th, about 11 o'clock. Put that on your calendar if you're not doing anything. Uh, and if this is your first time coming out, that'll be great. I look forward to um, to meeting you if you want to join us. And by the way, that was um, I was talking about um, Ted Cruz's podcast. It's a very, very good podcast that that. Informed about what's going on is actually called The Verdict. Ted Cruz's The Verdict. Great podcast. No nonsense. They really do get at it. Have a great time. Let's go to line number one and talk to Lewis and Hayward. Lewis, are you there? Hello. Hello, Pastor Jesse. How are you? I'm great. What's going on with you, man? Hey, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was hearing about what you said about the African Union and that, you know, I, I just and I, uh, I say that you're absolutely correct because uh, they've been really, been really loud than the American church in the three years combined when they talked about uh, like transgenderism and rejecting uh, this woke stuff. And I, yeah. I can understand. I'm sorry. I can understand why uh, why uh, America, uh, not America, but uh, why uh, African is Africa or African Union is uh, more so going over to. Russia and uh, Russia and China because it's just so it's just so, really just so aggressive. Uh, America is strong handling uh, African Union way aggressive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's it's, it's it, it, the arrogance and the pompousness, Lewis, whereby America and if you listen to their dignitaries, if you listen to their statesmen, if you listen to. Um, their their ministers, they will tell you that frequently American politicians like Pelosi will um, have them come over to America uh, and they will have to catch regular buses or get charter buses to be taken to, you know, these special meetings, <clears throat> excuse me, these special meetings. But when American dignitaries and, and representatives go over there, they get to have special military protection and your big secret services uh, vehicles that are, um, you know, uh, weaponized and uh, and armored up <clears throat> just in case something goes down. In other words, from what I've heard several times, American politicians are so arrogant and pompous in their dealings with our African brothers and sisters is that they assume and arrogate to themselves superiority over them. Uh, when in reality they need, we need the resources, the natural resources of Africa 
more than they need us. And we're coming to discover that you can only abuse people so long before they disavow you from importance in their life. They will find somebody else to deal with. And that's what's going on. And particularly the line was drawn around the notion that we could go over there and strong arm them into buying into this woke foolishness that would lead to the destruction of our children. Somebody has to stand up and say, hey, uh, we're, we're adults in the house. We're not going for that crap. We believe God. We fear God. And we're going to trust God through it. And, and when you listen to those dignitaries speak, they speak with clarity. They speak with depth. They speak, they speak with historical veracity. They speak with a level of, of broad philosophical uh, clarity and understanding. It makes me proud to know them as Africans because they're, they're deeply knowledgeable <clears throat> about all of the different political complexities that have gone on over the last 40, 50, 60 years you're not pulling the wool over their eyes. It just reminds me of how arrogant and pompous and how reprobate our our present political system is and how they, we're not worthy of a relationship with them. And so whatever a man, the Bible is clear about this, that uh, we, we need to be careful about what we do, because if we're not, then we'll lose what we have. And that's where we are. We're in the takeaway mode and we're losing out on those benefits. And uh, we can learn a lesson, Lewis, from those folks in Africa. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, we can even spread it further to uh, welcome the culture of the of, uh, of Americans. I remember for years uh, this uh, this woke stuff said that uh, Africa was poor because of what the white men did back in colonization, right. as if they can't. Right rise above it i remember uh india uh, uh britain was colonized by india but yet they got their economy going they got their their culture going everything is working right and they're, they're talking as if africa cannot do it and so i that is also uh, if i was african i would have been offended by that and so and now 100%. you have today now today i, I remember uh that uh, that african uh presentation where uh where that you sent where they was all in the conference and uh yep. and they all had like military uniforms on and uh yes, I remember that uh remember that uh the I think it was the pri- it was the minister or the prime minister he wore green he was bald he had a, a sure. flag on his sure. on his chest and he was talking sure. about uh pan africanism and what i noticed sure. that was really strange to me was that when i hear like uh, Pan Africans in America, it's like uh, trying to get our own land and uh, hating the white man and stuff like that. But yet, what he talked about, he called European friends, he called Chinese friends, and he called uh, European friends and stuff like that. And so we don't even have, so they have two different Pan Africanisms going on. And so I thought that was uh, interesting to me. And I said, okay. And, and you. No, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to be talking more about it in the weeks to come because what I would expose anyone, the dialogue conversations that are going on by those African dignitaries, because they are a much more cultured, much more disciplined, much more structured, much more deliberate uh, group of men and women communicating with the kind of richness and parsing words. 
ad hominems or pejoratives, just, you know, the silly stuff that we're doing in the, in the West. Uh, you are absolutely right. When you go away from their speeches, you are encouraged and edified because they're using language called the language of unity. We're using the language of division. That's what that's what a godless Marxism is here today. Godless neo-Marxist fascism is the language of division. It's the language of divide. It's the language of conquer. And everybody knows it when they sense it. And this is what America is going to have to overcome, too. The language of division, the language of divisiveness. We're going to have to overcome the false constructs of blacks against whites and and, and whites against blacks and, and, and males against females. These false constructs are what's keeping us weak and not able to actually recover our own government. <clears throat> so Africa is going to teach us what we need to do in order for us to have a kind of unity for us to get back into a proper pathway of freedom and prosperity. Thank you for the call. Going to take a hard break. When I come back, I'll get you Adi and John before we close. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And here we are. Let's see, 10 minutes to go on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line number two and talk with Adi in Sacramento. Adi, are you there? Hi, Pastor Jesse. How are you? I'm great. What's going on, young lady? So I was wondering, I remember when you did the marriage class, how you were saying everything that's going on with men, as I'm seeing on social media, things of that nature, where men kind of don't really want to take the initiative in a sense, but we beat them down a lot. So I'm not trying to say we... We don't beat them down. But I remember you saying that women are going to have to step up. And it reminded me about, I think it was Deborah, when she, like, people try to make her seem like she was a pastor, but she went to the man and was like, this is what you need to do. Go ahead and go do it. And I'm going to back you up with it. How do we women do that now? Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. That I'm glad you caught that um, because I've taught it that way forever. Um, Yeah, the, the. In, in my last segment before we left the break, I was warning about this divisiveness that goes on in our country. Godless Marxism mm-hmm. is divide, divide and conquer. And, and you, you already know that we've gone through the cycle of feminism. We've gone through the cycle of emasculation of men. Now we're in the cycle of destroying the family and taking the children and, and, and turning the kids into monstrosities. First getting in their head and telling them that they are not who they are consistent with their physical, biological expression and makeup. And so now they can, you know, take on 55 different identity markers and chop themselves up into different pieces and call it reality. Um, This is a horrible, horrible manifestation of the agenda of what used to be uh, the prominent uh, delusion of the Black Lives Matter movement with the leaders who were uh, no Marxists as well as uh, committed to the destruction of the nuclear family. Um, as a believer, you know, as believers, what we what we know is that the only way back to freedom and prosperity is to uh, recover a biblical worldview. And that is men need to be men and women need to be women. And um, the question that you're raising, Adi, is so germane. How do women help men to, you know, to recover and rediscover their calling as men to be protectors, providers and producers? Uh, I, I can only say in every in every way possible, first and foremost, as young women, as yourself, just work on developing who you are. 
um, become fully confident and competent as a female under God uh, and then equip yourself to not only live in the fullness of what it means to be a female under God in your individual status, supporting your sisterhood first, but being ready for that potential coupling with uh, a young man that would be uh, willing to take on a life partner who will help support him in being the kind of man that he's called to be. I mean, I can't I can't say it any simpler than scripture did when it calls the woman to be the man's helper. Uh, I will reduce it down to what the Bible says, be his eber, be his alternative ground of strength so that he can have the support needed for him to be all that he is called to be. There is no reason for a heterosexual relationship if it's not for mutual support and structural support to make the man to be all that the man can be. Uh, and, 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 you know, when you guys are, are pursuing that as females, um, the joy toward that goal will be um, satisfying because you will be operating in your lane. You'll be operating in your calling. You'll be preparing yourself for what God made you for. And, uh, and and should he allow you to run across that that young man who is willing to take on a life partner in that regard, um, you can be helpful to him rather than harmful to him. And uh, and and that that's needed because the downline, the young people, the young teenagers under you, and the young kids pre adolescent need to see that kind of individuated, confident female, individuated, confident male, but understanding that you guys are not in competition. This is not about adversarial conflict between men and women. That is the lie of the Marxist, neo-Marxist, you know, antichrist system. We are to work together towards the building of what God called us in the beginning, the Imago Dei. In the image of God created he them, male and female created he him in the image of God. And so that really is the ultimate goal, in my opinion. Now, I want to say one more thing in caveat, you know, building yourselves up in your most holy faith as women um, is for your personal walk with God at the vertical level and for your help to society in general, the body of Christ and, and your own family, your own siblings, et cetera. In addition to that, the possibility of a mate and a spouse for which you both pray uh, look for and wait and uh, and and trust that if that's God's will, he'll bring that about. I think that that's the best way for women to be. This is exactly what I would tell my daughters. Be this way in the world. Attain as high a possible um, personal self-worth before God as you possibly could. Um, understand the benefits of a meritocratic principle. Work hard, you know, be honest. Um, work on your personality, on your character, have social skills, have, uh, you know, emotionally intelligent and socially intelligent skill sets. And, and you do. You're sensitive and you can be that way. And women can be that way so that you can avoid the stereotype of the alpha female that is willing to contend with men and dominate men and control men, because that's that's never going to amount to anything but more more insecurity. Um, but of course, you've heard me say these things many times. And uh, not an easy task, uh, um, um, Adi, but it's, it's very much doable. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I've been trying to work on that a lot because I try not to feed so much into what social media says and 
being that yeah. I know you've talked about us living in this blessed society where we really do because we're not suffering the stuff that old churches suffered where people burning down churches and coming right. out and stuff like that. I go to church right. every Sunday. We got security. Like, that's a blessing. And yep. I think sometimes I can take that for granted, come home with a warm bed. So I'm trying to grow more in who God wants me to be confidently in the Lord and not myself because that can be kind of hard when you're doing what the world says. Be confident in you. Or it's like, I'm not a confident person, so why would I be confident in myself? So just trying to grow more in what the, the Bible really tells us to do and mm-hmm. wait for that open door to talk to people about it and not be so aggressive mm-hmm. as I can be sometimes. That aggression needs assertiveness that's rooted in a confidence when you know what your mission is. That aggression is to be converted to assertiveness which is rooted in confidence when you know what your assignment is. Um, we all want to be confident in our assignment. Humility and confidence are not mutually exclusive. Confidence is just knowing that God is with you, confideo, that is with God, the fidelity of relationship with God, and, hu- and the humility to know that it's only the grace of God that he has equipped you with gifts to do things um, which other people can't do, and you do have them. The goal for me, for young people, is to find your gifts, and that if you got to explore 10 things before you come up with your prominent gifts, so be it. But explore those gifts. Do that because you're going to have to bring gifts to the table when you meet that right brother too. And he's going to have to bring gifts to the table because this is this is what is going to be required for us to make it in this world. Uh, whoever that may be, we got to come <clears throat> bearing gifts to work together mutually to accomplish the task for God's glory in this world. This is a word that I'm bringing to all young people, young females as Adi is, and young males that are listening to me as well. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Sorry, John, I won't be able to get to you uh, today, uh, maybe in the future. Call me back, my dear brother, because I can see our time winding down. Uh, but I do want to invite you guys all out to our uh, fellowship barbecue on um, Saturday the 19th, week after next, uh, at Heather Farms Park. Uh, Grace Bible Church uh, Barbecue Fellowship is going to be off the chain. We always enjoy and have a great time. I will, of course, if we meet next Monday, remind you once again about that. And if you don't have a fellowship, join me at Grace Bible Church in Hayward Tuesdays at 6.30 for Bible study and prayer. Friday at 6.30 for Bible study. And then... Uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Doors open up about 9 o'clock. We have a great time. A great time. A great time. This I say in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord calls his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.